Hey fellow fraud fighters, a big welcome to the Seon Cat and Mouse Show, where we'll look to get into the mindset, thinking and learnings of the hardest working group of heroes we know, the fraud fighting professional. And on alternative shows, we'll dive into the opposite world of current or ex-fraudsters to get a real insight into what's driving them to do what they do. And ultimately, we'll be trying to best work out who's the real cat and mouse here. So, uh, a, a very big uh, warm welcome to our guest today, who is Sergey Artyukin. Did, did I say that right, uh, Sergey? Uh, uh, yeah, more or less right. Yeah, Sergey Artyukin, yes. <laughs> so, Sergey, uh, yeah, thank you again for being so generous to come on uh, the Say on Cat and Mouse uh, show there. Um, you are currently a risk and payment product team leader at the Libertex Group, which is behind uh, the consumer brand uh, FX Club. Yeah, massive, massive welcome to you, uh, and thank you for taking some time to come on. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Really pleased to be here. And so let's start at the back there, because what I liked from our pre-chat was you had graduated from uh, an institution, the MIPT, which uh, stands for the Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology. Yeah. For the audience that isn't familiar, can, can you give a little bit of uh, detail into, I actually find it interesting, your degree? and uh, also the institution itself. Yeah, so basically this is, uh, I think, one of the best technical uh, institutes in Russia. And uh, finally, that it is very close to MIT, so the sound is very close. <laughs> so I like that. But in general, yeah, it's a purely technical uh, institute. Actually, it's a university. It's just historically called the institute. I have a master's degree in uh, radio engineering and uh, cybernetics. I think it is uh, most of the, my uh, grades that are working in the same area. So it's not just pure science, because originally MIPT was created as a science institute to like create basic knowledge in math and physics. And right now it's like one of the top institutes in uh, Moscow and in Russia in general. So I'm very happy that I was there. And yeah. it, it really helps a lot. And we I have a lot of friends that are working in IT security, in banks, in, in actually in all areas. It's quite interesting because you can go somewhere to completely different country, completely, completely different company and uh, meet there your teammates. <laughs> I, had, I had this experience before. It's quite interesting. Yeah, the reputation of... Uh... MIPT. I was I was even familiar. Like it's got an amazing uh, rep, and uh, I don't think that's a joke when you say, "Hey, it's kind of like the yeah MIT." I would say it's in some ways it's probably arguably stronger <laughs> with its deep technical background, and it's cool to hear that alumni network is strong wherever you travel, right? <laughs> yeah, it's very close community because we have some kind of campus, and uh, all the students are living together. So it's very close community. We communicating with each other, and it's very good to see some of your mates uh, in other countries or on another side of the planet. You are at uh, FX Club just now. You head up the risk team uh, on a product level. But then your history before that is um, interestingly from bank, right? It's from today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, actually, I was invited initially by one of my friends, also from IPT. Yeah, and my career starts from banks, and it starts from IT security. So I was information security administrator in uh, one of the banks. I was uh, on my fourth or fifth grade uh, in the university. So I was looking for a job. It just happened that I was uh, invited to the interview with one of the 
banks for IT security. And uh, really, it was fun because it was uh, very close to what uh, we were doing in the university. To our some of our lessons were related to IT security. And uh, even more, we have some hardware exercises, hardware skills, which is also very important for IT security because I was surprised, but in banks, it's not enough just to have uh, software skills. You also need to have hardware skills because we had physically access to the servers. You need to have additional locks for the computers that nobody can open it and all this stuff. It was really interesting and I liked it. I thought at the time that I want to develop in this area and go further. After IT security, I went to the normal IT, but I was working with credit products, so with credit cards, loans. That was a natural entryway, right? Information security was kind of how you entered into the... Uh, yeah, actually, actually, how I went from one department to another, that's because of my knowledge of IT security. <laughs> and they, they, they took me because of that, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. If we zoom out a bit, I'm I'm interested to hear how you think that both the academic background uh, from being um, uh, kind of trained and uh, into uh, to such a high standard, and then also IS on the IS side, how that fundamentally uh, shaped how you view things from a risk and security and trust point of view. Yeah, I think for me it was uh, very normal or I, I didn't uh, like saw any like significant uh, change of my vision or something like that. It was just interesting and at that point I was like young and full of energy and was uh, was very excited uh, about everything that is connected to cybersecurity, to uh, actually to everything digital. <laughs> For me, it was like a normal continuation of my education. So it was very close to what I did in uh, institute. And even now I can see that what experience I had in university is very close to what I do, I'm doing now because I had a master degree and I had a diploma for neural network and currently we are like exploring this area and it's very popular right now and like I think all of the risk and the fraud teams and not only there everybody try to apply neural networks machine learning all this stuff so yeah the connection is still there and uh, it's nice it, 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 sometimes it's very good to see that uh, you actually you heard about it some time ago, like 10 years ago in university. So, oh, okay, now I understand why you knew it. <laughs> yeah, that's unusual, right, nowadays. <laughs> but not, yeah, that, that's very unusual. <laughs> Maybe not in the technical space, but yeah, it's a, it's a unusual. Well, let's, let's jump to that because that's really interesting. Um, so after uh, Bank, I think you uh, went into more the product side and you were sharing before, Sergey, it was actually going on the other side with online sales. So sitting for, for a, like a revenue generating business unit. Uh, what was that like? What I understood after several years of working with IT that I want to see the other part of the business because the one cannot survive without another. So IT is some, some kind of basic stuff that you need to have, but the, the main thing is to have business out of it. For me, it was very interesting to understand how is business based on all this uh, process will look like, how it grows, how it can uh, uh, changes. And uh, so the most interesting part was how the business can adjust all this risk uh, and anti-fraud rules and restrictions 
so they can continue grow and they can provide some good user service, some good user flow, uh, user experience, and so on with all those restrictions and all those rules because I was part of it and I, I know that uh, most of the uh, rules, especially the security, just to block everything. <laughs> yeah, the, the best way to stop fraud, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the easiest part to have, to have no fraud and no risk is just not to do anything. <laughs> and yeah, for me, it was very interesting how business is working with that. So I was looking for opportunity how to get there. And uh, I moved to another bank as a business project manager. So again, I was working with credit cards, with loans, so all the, all the same stuff, but from another point of view. This is a common theme we, we get on this show is for fraud fighters that are also in charge of payments or in charge of the revenue side, it's this kind of healthy and consistent tension between rev generating and like you said, being able to like block and safeguard the transaction. And any advice to other fraud fighters in your experience of that balance, how do you kind of look yeah. at things? How do you juggle the two things? Yeah, it was actually a very uh, fun experience for me because when I joined already product team, so first I was project manager, then I joined the product team, and we had completely opposite KPIs with our risk team. So yeah. they, they were absolutely opposite. And when I asked our top manager, so what the hell? <laughs> how, we can, how can we work with it? So uh, I had very good uh, answer that you need to communicate with each other because uh, you will not achieve any of your goals if you will not communicate. After like several hard iterations, it was really clear that business can think in terms of risk when he creates a product and risk can think in terms of business when he creates rules. Because usually there is more than one way to create something, to create a product, to create some uh, restrictions, to create some rules. And if you have to agree with somebody else that you can have like more flexible rules or you have it uh, less affecting your customers, on the other hand, they will not do some crazy stuff and, <laughs> and you will not suffer from it. This was kind of balance and uh, we had, I think, lots of communication between risk and payments and credit card sales guys. At the end, it was really good solution. So I would say that really good solution appears after a long conversation because if you will give the full access to I know sales or to risk, you will have a, a, an awful product. <laughs> to be honest, we had some funny moments when um, we said, let us create one product, uh, but without any like risk involvement, we will have very small uh, limits uh, with like money and numbers, but we will have like possibility to do anything. And it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we closed it after, I think, a couple of weeks. <laughs> Because really it was a disaster. And yeah, after that, I understood that we should work closely. And for me, actually, for me, it was uh, quite easy because previously I worked with uh, e-security. I worked with uh, processes. So I knew how it should be and uh, how it can work. So for me, it was uh, quite easy to communicate. So we were like on the same level. So I can understand what they are trying to achieve. I was able to explain what we are trying to achieve and how they can do that. That's really actionable, uh, Sergey. Yeah. So I took away from that, um, making sure communications there, empathizing with a different perspective and actually recognizing that. And I really like your output that the end result should actually be better <laughs> because it's balanced uh, versus, say, 
when you try and strip out one side, all risk. You joined Libertex, a group yep. FX club. So you're moving from, say, the, the, the kind of traditional bank, big bank, yep. into digital, uh, fully yep. digital. Um, I'm curious to, you changed your um, environment from financial services into a new domain. Uh, how did you view like learning kind of what risk tolerance was in that new domain itself? Because I guess you were somewhat educated with NFS and uh, this is a, a different thing in all digital, right? Yeah, it's, it's completely different. I think it was started from my personal goals because at some point I was thinking about investments and how to create my own portfolio. So I started digging deep into the, all this investment world and it's crazy. All these like stocks, uh, bull bear markets, all this stuff. At that point, I just found an opportunity to join Libertex and I understood that uh, I must do that because previously I had some view from uh, risk and uh, payments from IT and business, uh, but it was bank. And there is another part of like financial flow is a merchant. So there is client, merchant and the bank. So as a client, I had some experience with a bank, but now I have an opportunity to work with merchant to see how it works on the other side. And additionally, I can learn how to work with investment. What is the difference between like regular bank and investment? What are the different strategy? What are difference in risk and all this stuff? It was just one of the cases when my personal goals and my working uh, job goals are like the same. So yeah, I, I spend a lot of time educating um, on the education and uh, on the researching how how I can adjust my knowledge to benefit for me personally <laughs> and for the company. And uh, initially, I worked very on very similar area. So I was a product just for payments. I was not related to risk. And then it was some development. So I started participating in risk activities. So now, uh, yeah, so I'm a team leader for the risk and payments based on my previous knowledge. So again, we have these like contradictive uh, KPIs, but they, they're not really contradictive. We just, I created some kind of balance. So let's say you should not have completely opposite KPI, but one of your KPI should be specifically for another part of business. So let's say if you are risk, uh, you should have one of the KPI to reduce like uh, risk impact on the clients or if you are responsible for payments one of your kpis could be reduced risk level or reduced chargebacks or something like that uh, i'm smiling because of yeah you came across that exact same contradiction because i think i guess that's normal but now you're in that position where you control both of them yeah yeah, actually, actually, it's quite easy because you do not need to fight every day <laughs> to get the right decision. <laughs> so it is much, much simpler. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I've, I've really enjoyed this chat. Um, we are the Say on Cat and Mouse show, and we always ask our fraud fighters uh, on the show, um, in, in the world of professional fraudster versus professional fraud fighter like yourself, who, who would you say represents the cat and who's the mouse and, and why? I don't think that we could check with professional fraudsters, but with, in most of the cases, I think uh, we are more like a cat that driving away mice from stealing the food out of the fridge. But if you are speaking about real uh, like group of fraudsters, it could be the opposite. 
because there is one thing when you have usual fraudulent activity, like someone bought database of stolen credit cards and trying to apply it to like any possible way to any merchant. Another thing is uh, when you have target uh, attack on your company. This is completely different things. And I think if you have target attack, then you're more like a mice. <laughs> mice is trying to hide from, <laughs> from it, or at least to make it less profitable for these guys. In most of the cases, it's just not specific target attack. It's just someone trying to find a way to money laundering or check some databases of uh, email passwords or something like that. And in this case, I think we're more like cats. <laughs> Very balanced uh, answer. <laughs> Sergey, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's show. At Seon, our whole startup is 100% focused on helping you, the hardworking fraud manager, fight fraud with tools that are intuitive fully complement your existing risk tech stack. Check out our website where you can get started on a free trial and be up and running in 30 seconds or less.